Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. And it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, bitches. And it's raining in LA, so it's a special old day because it never rains in motherfucking LA. Hey, 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 hey. That was beautiful. Totally necessary. Oh, the hills are alive. With the sound of music. You know, I haven't really, like, I don't know if you know this about me. (laughs) Super important. I really like um, musical theater. I know you hate it, but I really love it. So, in this (laughs) 30-something year of life, I have come to appreciate musical theater only because... Last, like, like, two years ago, you hated Hamilton. I told you in this 30-something year of life. Okay, I was like, this just happened. It's true. I don't like Hamilton. I know the people are going to come. You for can't me. like musical theater and not like Hamilton. You can choose which theatrical experiences you enjoy. Sorry, did you, you never those. saw. You never saw it live. That's why I did not see it live. I did not. I saw it on the television, and it was annoying. Um, however, my daughter um, is got casted in West Side Story. So now you're into now you're into musical so theater. Now I enjoy it because we had to practice so much, and I was like getting really into it, and I was like trying to like show her how to like get theatrical and like it's so hit, fun. Like, use your project, voice. no all that, but also like get quiet and then like get loud and like, like use your over facial expressions. Yeah, like just use your voice to like up the ante and exude emotion. And so randomly the other day, I had. This, I had this song stuck in my head, and I was like, why is this song stuck in my head? And we're in the car, and I just put it on. It was Grease. Oh, I love Grease. And I got so into it. My daughter was like, can we change this? I was like, no. you. This is something you need to know. I was like, She's never fact, seen Grease? She's never seen Grease. Oh, yeah. I, I put a little on early. Yeah, we got to watch Grease now. But um, I was really into You better catch up. Because I need a man. And my heart is set on you. You, you better, better catch up. up. You better understand. understand. Listen, our 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 suburban white side is yeah, coming through. You are the one I want. Ooh, 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 honey. honey. <laughs> it's a fucking classic. Uh, I realized that's when I got adult. I'm like, there was not one single black person at the whole high school. <laughs> I know. R.I.P. Olivia, Olivia Newton-John. Fucking legend tragedy that she has passed. And we still got us. John, though. We do have John. We do have John. He, he's epic. It's epic. I love fucking musical theater. He was also in the redo of Hairspray, which was a fucking phenomenal. He was so fine. He was fine. He was fine as fuck. Emphasis on was. I don't know what he did to his face. He did a lot of stuff to his face, but in hairline. Is he married to a black woman? No. Uh, okay. He's married to, uh, what's her name? She's, yeah, she's an actress too. I'm thinking of. Um, and I'm pretty sure they're still very much deep into Scientologies. <laughs> that also, I think, made him unattractive. I think like they fucked him over there. It's always interesting. Everyone to me. that joins Scientology gets weird looking. It it always interests me when like top notch celeb. Not that celebrities can't be stupid, but it's like, how did you get got? Like, it, I would be highly like, I would be highly suspicious if I had a lot of money and a religious like any religious group was trying to recruit me. I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. Well, they get you when you're low. They get oh. you when you're down. They know, like, I mean, like any religion. <laughs> Have you ever seen the episode of um of uh? What is it, South Park, when they explain Scientology? I mean, it's, yeah. What that's, are all I, about? that's all I needed to hear. I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> Have you ever seen the documentary? 
I saw some of it. And Leah Remini, she's like a super like she she was in it. She, since was, she was in young. She's oh, a kid. She was born into it, basically. Yeah, and then she had to get pulled out of it because her friend went missing that she they still can't find the, the wife. Yeah, the wife of one of the leaders went missing, and she was like, "This ain't something's not right." Because no one, everyone was just kind of acting like it just didn't happen, and like this whole person that was her friend just didn't disappear off the face of the planet. And then she like exposed like the concentration camps they have. Wait, oh, because uh, what, what do you mean the concentration camps? They basically have these 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 camps where they send people that have like done wrong in the church and they have to do like they live there they basically it's like a concentration camp i mean for lack of a better word but that's kind of what they call them and they have to like scrub toilets with toothbrushes oh yeah remember remember uh mimi from love and hip-hop she was also she got into her mom was in it and she got into it scientology yes and it fucked her up pretty badly yeah she talks about a little bit but but leah remini is like a current active like proponent of like exposing Scientology. I'm honestly surprised that she's like still with us because they're they'll nuts. take you. They're nuts. Listen. Shout out to Leah Remini. I would love her to come on the show actually. She's fucking hilarious. I do like her. I I mean yeah, I was thinking about us the other day because I was thinking like Jessica was on talking about her cult experience and like I'm always suspicious about Does she have like a month of cult. Cults? Oh my god. <laughs> I I'm obsessed with <laughs> I'm obsessed with cults, huh? I'm obsessed with cults because I'm always intrigued by, like, how people can get got. Like, I, I, I know it's possible, and I know people are always, like, searching and seeking tribe, but I'm so anti, like, um, like any structured belief system. I'm actually, I feel like I, this is my announcement that my religion is not only love, but it's free thinking. Okay. <laughs> Just in case everybody was wondering, my religion is free thinking. Got it. Because anytime someone tries to force you to think a certain way, be suspicious, you guys. Heard it here first. <laughs> I'm going to turn into the cult. Think free. But even the free thinkers be trying to force I you know. to for force you to do some shit. I'm too. one of them. I get. I get like. Oh my god! I just had this vision. <laughs> I had this vision of you on the boat in Mexico. <laughs> trying <laughs> you on molly trying to convince this girl to like get out of her shell and her boyfriend was getting so fucking pissed the one you and made mila i didn't make out with him oh no oh, with her, her. Yeah, yeah. My, my, yeah my little girl crush you would not leave her alone and he was so pissed and you were not reading the room at all you were just like because you just come back from your like i fucking free like acid trip and you were on a motherfucking high and i was like bitch if you don't sit the fuck down and leave this bitch alone her boyfriend's gonna beat her after this like, guess what guess what they're not together anymore. they aren't but i think pretty sure that whole their whole trip was ruined because of us it was <laughs> because of us i made out with her you were trying to like get her like i don't know what you're trying to get her trying, naked or like you were trying, trying to give her molly Oh, you're trying to give her drugs. Just a half. <laughs> oh my god! And then she took it, and then she was like having the worst high ever because her boyfriend was not happy. And they were like, "Bye." I admit, that's where your free thinking goes I'm, wrong. I admit, I'm a pushy free thinker. <laughs> if someone looks too wound up when I'm on one, I'm like, "Can you relax? You need to take off your shoes." Oh, that's yeah. That was another, that re- was that was another time. I know because I. <laughs> I can feel people's energy and I know when they need to get free and sometimes that is it. People need to get free and they're resisting and I can feel it and it throws my energy off. Like you got to get out. You seem too in your head. Well, I think, you know, your retreat leaderness has, has shown you how to massage gently people into this space and not like, take your shit off. It's stressing me out. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've worked on it. I've worked on it. I just think, I just want people to think for themselves and not like through the lens of society and like everybody around them. And I just, I see 
I see it happen so often and people lose themselves and I can literally see people thinking in their head too much. And I'm like, can you fucking stop? <laughs> stop thinking. But also I think about shit overly and so I get it. But, you know, this is all to say, you guys, don't join any cults this year. It's <laughs> not this year. Maybe next year consider it. But 2023 is not the year to join cults. So. The only cult you should consider joining is Mila's free thinking sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> she won't force it on you, but it's fine. Oh God, I yeah, I'm I'm pretty judgy of like religious structures, but not if you're not too pushy. Everyone should just be entitled to believe whatever they want to believe. Amen. And no one be judgy about it. Amen. Including me. Amen. <laughs> remember that time when you tried to go to church? You were trying to find. <laughs> remember? T- remember t- three years ago when you were on a search? See, they could have got me then. I was low. <laughs> They weren't, their eyes weren't peeled open. They didn't see that I was struggling. No, and, no, no. I mean, it's, I, I believe in church. I've had like stunts of going to church and like I feel the Holy Spirit and all that good stuff, but I don't know. I get uncomfortable and they start asking for money and judging and pointing fingers and you know, good and goddamn well, everybody in the congregation's doing some inappropriate shit. You know, I'm like, listen, let's all be real. And sometimes when people are like holier than thou, they are that way because they're judging other people and they're judging themselves. And it's just like, just be free and make bad choices publicly like me and Erica. <sighs> yeah, it's true. I'm, I, you know, I think it's at some point in the next few years, I got to go back and listen to the show from the beginning. I thought about that, but honestly, I'm scared. Why? I don't know. I, I know I've come a long fucking way. We've all we've both come a long way, and it's just you know I think it's it'll be fun. I mean I'm I'm actually terrified for my child at some point to listen to the show. Maybe she'll never do it. Maybe she'll just totally reject. I'm it. I'm hoping it's just like too long, and they're like fuck that. And I'm like, Ugh, mom's rich because of that thing she did. Let's never listen. <laughs> That's my hope. Um, I am. I'm looking at our Discord right now, guys, if you're looking on YouTube right now. Shout out to our YouTube followers and subscribers. Hi, guys. Hi. I see you. I'd be commenting back in the comments. If you're not um, yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, please go ahead and hit that subscribe. It's it's nice to listen to our voices, but I think it's also nice to have a visual experience of Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm a visual person. Like, even if I listen to someone's voice, I want to be like, who the fuck is talking? But I, re- I re- did I tell you the time I was in the bathroom at a restaurant and I was talking and someone came out the stall and was like, do you have a podcast? Like, I, ne- I recognized your voice, but I never seen you. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm in radio. I'm like, this is me. I do. I love that. I thought that was cool. But I'm I'm curious to see, like, visuals. So if you guys have never seen us. We put like, makeup on for you guys. We do. And we're kind of fine. Yeah, we put makeup on. Not kind of, like, very. I did my hair. I put foam in my hair. My, my braids are on their last, their last legs, their last days. So, you know, that Nairobi had to hit these fuzzies you, you know we're about to hit the retreat so we have to change our hairstyles well yeah i'm gonna reactivate this hair so i'm gonna let the curls flow for seven days and then we're gonna wrap this shit back up because the jungle i try to do costa rica with my curly hair and it was annoying as fuck so there's a reason hair. why black women we get braids on vacation there's no fucking it's just too much it's too much the one day when i stopped using creamy crack 
Are you start using what? When I stop using creamy crack, one day I'm going to do it. But until then. Is that what they call relaxer? Yeah. Creamy crack? Creamy crack. Creamy crack. Never heard that? No. I don't use relaxer, so I don't know that lingo. Well, you are black, so. But I don't it's ever. A, it's my a, hair it's a, has never touched relaxer. Except one You don't time. have a lot of black friends, that's why. <laughs> You have you always. She's always trying to publicly get it. It's always like when we're around. Everyone people. knows that that's not true. <laughs> Every time we're around someone who doesn't really know, she's like Jamila's the one with all the white friends. And I'm like, she is. <laughs> I'm always looking at her like we have all the same friends. The, fact, the way you, I, I really need you to go to YouTube and watch how Jamila just said this to me because it was just like <laughs> <laughs> like she couldn't wait to say this. You always say I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. I could not wait. This is why you don't know popular black terms. You don't have enough black friends. Okay. <laughs> um, one time, creamy crack did touch my hair. What? Um, because my aunt, my 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 black side, um, <laughs> she decided she was done dealing with my hair, and she put when you were you were there visiting. I was at my dad's house. Oh and no! She was like, "Don't you want your hair to be straight like mine and so easy? It's gonna be so easy to brush." And I was like, "Yeah." This is. I was like eight, and I had no idea what she was talking about. I thought she was gonna just like straighten it. No, bitch. She put relaxer on in the my, whole thing. Yes, and then you washed. She it relaxed up. my hair. Oh, did your and mom it was know? Burning, and I was like, "What?" Did the your fuck? mom know? Oh, my mom. When Her- I got home, my mom first of all cried. And then I cried because I was so confused. I didn't know what I had done wrong. And then she cursed her the fuck out. My mom permed my hair in the sixth grade while my dad was sleeping because he refused. He was so anti. And bitch, when he woke up, he cursed her out so bad. I was like 10. I was like 11. almost going to the sixth grade. And I was like, do it. Do it. (laughs) I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. I was like, it's going to be better. Do it. But you know what? That's the thing. Like growing up uh, as like a black girl in white spaces – that, like, going to the pool was a thing. And then my hair fell out because I went to the pool. And I had, like, all this hair. And it was gone because mm. I'm 11. Mm-hmm. And who the fuck knows how to maintain fucking. Because you're in chlorine. Exactly. But I just remember feeling like, what the fuck? Why can't I just jump in the pool and it be fine? But, like, those are, like, I feel like those are the type of reasons we kind of really have to reinforce, like, black beauty into our black daughters, especially living in the fucking valley and li- going to white schools. Because I remember feeling different and just wanting to fit in you know what i mean and it just like feeling like such a fight i remember like dreaming like please god why do you make my hair so difficult (laughs) when i need to go to the pool i think growing up in white spaces for me because i'm um (laughs) mixed race is that what they call us you know i hate afro latina um I think that it was confusing for me because I it's like sometimes I fit in those spaces and then other times it was like you don't fit in these spaces. So it was like it was like, oh, yeah, come in. You're accepted. Oh, wait. So it was like confusing. I'm like, wait, I, uh, 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 uh. like my my hair doesn't like my hair is fine in, in, in water. You know what I'm saying? But I can't fit into the fucking Frankie G be jeans that everyone else is wearing or I'm like. It's just like the guy, the boys don't like me how they like the white girls at my school, you know, and I just it was confusing. It was really confusing for me as um, someone who I think I'm definitely not white passing. Um, <laughs> and so there's there's just like this confusion, I think, for girls that are, you know, have have both. mixed race. Yeah, I, I don't even know. What to, I'm like, you see how I'm like, getting awkward talking. About I don't know why I don't call myself. I don't mixed know race, why I so. hate the word mixed race so much. Maybe because everyone's mixed in some capacity. And also, I think black people specifically use it as a way to feel like cool sometimes like oh i'm mixed i'm like bitch you're black <laughs> like can you like i feel like sometimes black people think that mixed 
Well, it, it's true. Well, like our, the thing like, about we've it been is, brainwashed to believe well, anything close to European. Is, like when you say mixed, like black, like we want to always let people know, especially like we're having, having this conversation at the gym the other day, and my trainer was like, "Oh, that's because you're light skin," and I was like, "See why we do that? Like, stop." He's like, I didn't know you had that in you because you're light. I was like, what the fuck does that what actually do you mean? Like, mean? Like, what, what were you talking like in reference to what? Like what something you did? Like you bucked up? Yeah, or like, bucked up. And he was like, oh, I didn't know you had that in you. And I'm like, I mean, I think that's like, I, I, but I think even black people doing that to each other is a like is something that we're used to doing because colorism exists in, in blackness. But I think that's the same reason people say shit like mix. I'm well, people like it, I think people not that people aren't mixed and can't use that word. Obviously, that exists. I feel like as black people, because of fucking slavery, like we're all mixed in some way. But I feel like because we've been brainwashed to believe that like any any standard of, of beauty that's closer to European standard is more beautiful, that people use it as a like one up, not realizing that it just sounds ignorant and self-hating. And I realize that's not reasons why all people use it. But like <clears throat> even our well, friends who have like mixed kids, I'm like, God, just call them like, well, the thing is, is like we can't win really because mixed triggers people. But then when we say we're black it triggers people really yeah they'd be like you're not all okay you're not black like if, if you know, a, because they want to put us in a box in our blackness I, I feel like if a if a if a if a mixed black person doesn't identify with black like say i'm black i think that's weird if Cause, i cause, cause, if i don't know what creamy crack is i don't i'm not that black no I i'm did, not saying that to that. you but i'm just say saying but but to some people because i maybe i don't know some person like who is mi- of mixed race may not know all the lingos in in a particular I just space thought about, i just thought about like someone. i just feel like you you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't a lot of times i think if you're black you're black and you you, think that i do i do i'm just saying you think that but that is not the case in the general population of blackness i I, I, I generally feel like black people are are accepting of all black people you think that because you don't have to no i I just think that black people are are or are the warmer more welcoming race i'm not saying you're going to be less likely to be disowned by your black family members versus i'm just going to tell you mila because you are a dark-skinned black woman you deal with your own set of things being a dark-skinned black woman true and as a light-skinned black woman i deal with my own set of things and generally i'm constantly reminded about my lack of blackness. So that's something you don't ever experience. Well, so obviously they, not because I'm black. So that's what I'm saying. So you saying well, I mean, that but generally. Even still, but, but even still, like talking this way or going to certain, being in certain areas, liking certain music. Yeah. Like I, if I go to Philly or I'm in Atlanta and, and I say certain things like, oh, why do you talk like this? Or like, not like obviously my appearance, like I'm a black woman. There's no denying that. But I've, I have been told, and I'm sure you too, not just because you're light skinned, but like, oh, like, oh, you like Greece? Like what the fuck are you doing singing Greece or Blink-182 whatever there's like there's always all these rules in it are surrounded about just about race period it's particularly blackness sensitivity because our history is sensitive in this place so i think like you like every every aspect of blackness comes with things you mm-hmm. know what i mean whether you're mixed whether you're light-skinned whether you're dark skin whether you're a woman whether you're a man like there are all these sensitivities around being black and all these things because it hasn't always been easy to just be black or like, you know, all just like all these variations of blackness. Mm-hmm. There's these rules about how you can be black or if you know this word or if you eat this food or if you listen to this music when and re- you've had this experience. Right. Like just because you didn't grow up in the hood doesn't mean you're not black. You know what I mean? Or if I talk like this properly, then I'm not black. But like I experienced that, too. But in obviously a different way than your experience was. <laughs> I mean, and it's interesting because obviously we grew up in the same area in mostly white spaces and we've probably had like 
some similar experiences with being the only black person in certain spaces and some that are very different, Mm -hmm. you know? So even amongst our own people. For sure. Yeah. And fucking family members too. No, absolutely. I have to check friends all the time. Like, bitch. Shut up. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure some like some white friends might think they can get away with saying certain shit to you, and vice versa. And I've had people say shit to me. And I'm like, why did you feel? And I know that it's just ignorance in general, and that goes on black for black folks and white folks. I told you we were. I was in the sushi restaurant. I met a new friend, and I was like, I don't know. We're talking about gray hairs. First of all, I need to stop meeting new friends. And then I was like, oh, I dye my hair black because my hair is really light. And she's like, that's so interesting that you have this like exotic hair and you choose to dye it black, like. Like if most black girls don't have like that exotic look, and I was just like, <laughs> exotic hair. And I literally knew her for like ten minutes. I was like, why the? F- I don't. There's certain words that trigger me. Exotic. I think you need, I think you need to uh, define what friend means. <laughs> I think you need to Actually, tighten that up a little a, bit. Just a lady I've I met in the sushi restaurant. <laughs> tighten it up. <laughs> You're right. I do. Everyone's my friend. Not really. Anyway, well, that is our um, colorism rant for the show, guys. We're going to move on to the next segment. Uh, people have been dying for us to have that argument. Woo, remember, glad we got it out. You remember someone asked us if we've um, experienced, like, pre- do we feel like we've ex- experienced prejudice because you're light-skinned and I'm dark-skinned? Yeah. I was like, what? I was like, no, I don't think Maybe, so. but we were Maybe too dumb. Maybe from you, bitch. What <laughs> the fuck? We were too dumb to notice it. <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> anyway. Um... So I was um, in our Discord. I don't know if anyone has joined our Discord yet. Um, If you don't know what Discord is, it's a platform where we chat. It's like a chat room. It's like the ultimate chat room with different channels. We have all different channels. We have one for affirmations where people share affirmations. We have one for horries where people share horror stories. We have one where we hype each other up on successes. Um, If you're joining our retreat in Costa Rica, which is happening so um, we have private channels for our retreaties where we are bonding and sharing and talking. Um, but I went into our discord today because I felt like I wanted to share an affirmation from the tribe. So um, today's affirmation is abundance is coming. I deserve it and accept it. And this is from Jess Marie. So shout out to Jess Marie. Abundance is coming. I deserve it and accept it. I deserve it and accept it. Yes, yes. And I feel that. I feel like I'm already in abundance, but more and more is coming. And I've just been really trying to focus on thinking positively in January because I feel like over the last few months, I've been in and out of the space and just like worrying, worrying, stressed, stressed, and just like, thankfully, like, I think I'm in such flow in my life that I haven't like a lot of bad things haven't been invited into my space. But this year, I really, really want to fight hard to be a positive thinker because I can just be sitting in my car all day just talking shit and I'm just worrying. What if this doesn't happen? What if this doesn't happen? I'm going to do that. Did we do this? Did we do that? Did we do that? Oh my God, we didn't do this. She didn't do this. I didn't do this. We didn't do this. Didn't do this. I'm just like, bitch, stop. Well, I think like what, like when you, when you like achieve a lot of things like like we have in a short period of time and manifested a lot of things you don't think about the like maintenance that it requires and the anxiety that comes with the maintenance you know Mm -hmm. because sometimes i'm like this is what we dreamed of and i'm like (laughs) 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 is it (laughs) you know and of course it is but like it when you when you manifest things, it doesn't come with necessarily like a manual, you know, and like we've worked so hard on 
um, like working on all of these things that you don't really learn how to like mentally your your mental capacity to keep up with it. And I do. I feel like this year is really going to be dedicated to us dedicating the time to have the mental capacity to be present in it and without the anxiety of it like disappearing or like upkeeping it because it, it does come with a lot of anxiety. So I think it requires that we like do a lot of like spiritual and mental exercise <laughs> to um, just maintain it all without it being super stressful. Um, I love that you said the maintenance of it. I've never really like viewed it as that, but it really is. There is like a maintenance, there's spiritual maintenance, there's, which, you know, there's maintenance of your life in general, personal, physical maintenance. But I think like the spiritual maintenance is so important to keep inviting in the things that you're asking for. Your mental health. Yeah. And, and like your mental health is a direct reflection of how you manifest and like how open you are and how like optimistic you are and how inviting you are of the things. If you're constantly in a state of anxiety or like worry, then it's not going to flow easily. Mm-hmm. So like I think in the beginning of this process, we were just like, la, 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 la. I'm fucking up and I'm healing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was just like a. It was like a, a It wasn't hobby. that intentional. It wasn't that intentional. It was a hobby, and it, there wasn't a lot of pressure. But now, as the pressure, like, as it, it's less of a hobby, it, it's it's more to maintain. And it's, like, it's scary because, you know, like, obviously you come from a background where your mom's, like, a super professional, like, um, how do you, mogul. But, like, that doesn't necessarily mean we've been given the tools to, like, know how to run our own business or, like, be a business professional. And obviously we are. And we've grown and we're, like, maturing into this role. But, like, it's scary when you don't, you like, I didn't go to fucking business school, bitch. I dropped out, (laughs) you know. And it's just, like, um, and it's all on you. And you don't necessarily feel like you've been given, like, the lesson plan to know how to keep up with everything. And so there there are... uh, self-doubting thoughts Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. obviously are untrue because we're here but it's just like how do you eliminate those the higher you get in your you know your life Mm -hmm. no it's true i think um i think there is a level of um faking it till you make it that has that has that has happened and even in our business of like it's faking it but i knew that if we just said it and wrote it down eventually it would be true and i believed that and then it was and i've just kept doing that over and over and over again and it's been true in my business it's been true in my personal life it's been true in you know just pretty much all aspects of my life and like approaching my problems instead of like looking up at them and trying to look down on them so that they don't feel so Mm. overbearing that's a good way to look at it you know, and like looking down and saying, okay, like I can see everything here. Like what is, what is my, what I've been trying to do lately is think about in my perfect scenario, what would the outcome be? Not like what is the bad outcome? Cause I think that's all, a lot of times where my mm-hmm. mind goes, the like, worst case, the scenario. worst case scenario instead of like the best case scenario. Right, right. And so when you are constantly thinking about the worst case scenario and granted, like, I've always said I'm a realist and, you know, I've, I've been pondering that idea too and thinking like, is being a realist actually negative self-talk? Like when you are a realist and saying like, well, I'm just real about it. Like realistically, is that really going to happen? 
Actually, it is. Being a realist is being pessimistic because realistically is not where we should be thinking. I mean, shit, like, we didn't realistically think to get here. Like, we were, but not really. Mm -hmm. And all the shit happened. And it's like, had we been thinking overly, thinking too realistic? And it it wouldn't have probably manifested this way. We were like, I don't know, but that would be nice. Like, so, like, what if, like, instead of you deciding that you're a realist, like, you are a dreamist, I mean, for lack of a better word, and, like, <clears throat> you just dream about the, the best possible outcome, the best possible scenario, like, what does that look like instead of, like, the worst possible outcome? And granted, I think there is some realism that has to happen in ways, um, but overall maybe not and I think that's kind of like what I'm realizing at this like in this season of my life and just this month and over the last 30 days I feel like lately I've just been like going through kind of a bit of a transformation personally and um, uh, it's been feeling like I'm like okay the way my mind has been like moving through manifesting and inviting things in is working but like I'm still feel anxious. I still feel um, worried. There's still negative self-talk. So like, how do I eliminate those things so that things come even more rapidly towards me? And a part of that is I think like, kind of like letting the realist in me die. <laughs> well, I think like the, like the realism, the realist, <laughs> it's the, the the unfortunate part of uh, like human nature and of like the society in which we live in is that realism only gives you space to dream as as much of you as you experienced so if i'm being realistic that's true yeah realistically you know i've never had an i the number one like a, a one, number one podcast in the world so like why that realistically, why would I think that that's something that I can do? Like realistically, I'm looking at the charts and there's 45 people in front of me. So realistically, like it's going to take this amount of months, this amount of work, this amount of guests, you know, like all these things. Realistically, I don't know Sean King. Realistically, I don't know Mel Robbins. So like how is Erica Madu going to be on my show? You know, like realistically, if I've only seen my parents struggle in a marriage or I've only seen a house this big, realistically, I can't dream that big. But that is the whole point of not thinking realistically because it's, it's, it, it caps at your human experience that you've had up to that point. And it does require that you get out of your personal experiences to actually obtain things that you've never experienced before. And if you're constantly thinking that those things are impossible because you've never seen them, it won't happen. You know, like I've never fucking climbed Mount Everest. I can't do that, but I could. Mm -hmm. And the truth is the real the realism is that anything that you want to achieve, you can if you realistically understand that your experiences are limited and your mind will limit you. And in fact, you have to step out of that the like the the confinement of your experiences and go beyond that because our dreams are much larger than the experiences we've had up till now and they will continue to expand as long as you're able to see that vision and a lot of times we, our visions are limited to our real experiences and that is really not real it's true you know that's that's you're right you have to not be so realistic you got to be kind of like like huge you know you have to be huge and you have to like cease comparison like i feel like comparison is often like the 
stealer of all joy, <laughs> you know, and looking at someone else's version of whatever they're, they've attained or whatever they're accomplishing and then comparing it to yourself can feel, can make that realism come in even harder. Like, oh, well, I'm not as beautiful as her, or I don't have the husband, so that's why my life doesn't look like this. Or, you know, I didn't go to college, so therefore I can't get that job. Oh, she has this, like, she has this parent or this financial backing, so that's why she's there and I can't do that. Yeah, it's like immediately counting yourself out of, of an experience because you can't visualize yourself there. But, like, that is how you get there, by visualizing yourself in that space and believing that you are capable of doing it. Not because you get this husband or you get this thing. It's just like, I know I can do that too. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck that you came from here, I came from there, but I am capable of also being in that space. I can see myself there. Yeah, that and also like not, negative, not negatively self-talking that person's experience too because I think that's also too what mm-hmm. happens and you're like, fuck her. Like, like, she gets on my nerves. Like, like why? Look at her joy. Because she's doing something you didn't do yet. It's true. I mean, it, it, you, you, you can, I've done it. You can absolutely get caught up in like, why is this bitch succeeding in this? Because you're too focused on the wrong shit. So I was looking online and I was, or I was on Instagram and I saw this. I saved this in my, um, whatever, saved folder, whatever they call it over there. Archive, and uh, in the archives. <laughs> <clears throat> and it was, I don't even know if this is a true, I don't know if this is, true but it spoke to me um and it's the 12 laws of karma and i feel like karma for me is directly in some ways linked to how you how how you're able to call in the things you want in your life like how you treat people how you talk about people acts of service all these things um anyway so the first one was is the great law And it's whatever we put into the universe will come back to us, which I agree. The second was the law of creation. Life does not happen by itself. We need to make it happen, Mm -hmm. which, again, is for me in manifesting is the action you put behind, you know, whatever it is that you're dreaming big about. The law of humility. One must accept something in order to change it. So instead of fighting against whatever is just accepting it and moving through it so that you Mm -hmm. can have space to have whatever it is the fuck that you want the law of growth which is number four when you when we change ourselves our lives follow suit and change too we can't stay the same we can't it's not possible i mean we can people do it every but day you won't grow they're fucking miserable your circumstances won't change they're miserable the law of responsibility we must take responsibility for what is in our lives so like hey like my situation is fucked up because i've made these choices and not blaming other people for your choices Number six, the law of connection. The past, present, and future are all connected. The law of focus. We cannot think of two different things at the same time. To mm. pitch. Damn. I don't know if I mastered that one. Mm-mm. That's hard. Because <clears throat> I'd be thinking of 22 different things at one time, and I forgot the first thing. We just did that in there. Oh. <laughs> Eight, the law of giving and hospitality. Our behavior should match our thoughts and actions. The law of here and now, we cannot be present if we are looking backwards. Ten, the law of change. History history repeats itself until we learn from it and change our path. The law of patience and reward. The most valuable rewards require persistence. And then, is this the last one? The last, the law of significance and inspiration. Rewards are a result of the energy and effort we put into it. 
that, that like thinking of karma reminds me of um this episode we did with uh the second episode we did with Bay Leche and her husband called um Mama's an open marriage, I think. Mm-hmm. And her husband like said something so profound and it's not like that profound, but most things that are profound are not that like are super simple. And he was just saying how uh, you know, like basically she was seeing someone and he was just like getting at him like just like just making shit up about him because he realized there were things in him that he was doing and like things in the person he was like talking shit about that he was denying in himself mm. and that was why he was spewing these things like oh that that what he's doing is whack like oh that's stupid but it's like because he was too scared to, to go on a whim and try certain things mm. or you know what I mean and I just realized when he said that like it always stuck with me because it's like a lot of the times the things that bother us in people are things that we haven't given ourselves permission to explore because we were like judging ourselves like we're gonna look stupid or you don't know about this or like that's dumb you know and it's like that negative self-talk but it's just like you have to like the energy that you put out that karma is real and it's usually it starts with how you're treating yourself and then you project that shit into other people and then it feels acceptable so like even if someone's talking i'm like this is so dumb I'm like what are you talking about and then i'm like why are you such a bitch <laughs> like maybe it's you and then i'm like damn maybe it is me well i think about too like in, in the journey of healing and like utilizing different modalities for healing and exploring and like trying things on and stuff like a lot of times people that haven't begun that journey at all and don't even know where to start they look at you and are like what the fuck you're weird like why are you why are you like chanting why are you um screaming why are you lighting candles on the full moon like why are you like whatever it is you know and a lot of it is because they haven't even begun to do the work to even start to like like uncoding what works for them well it's it's just so easy to be like that's stupid like that's some white people shit oh that's silly oh like why the fuck would i do that you know what i'm saying like why would you be doing cartwheels bitch you're 34 you know what i mean like there's a lot and that's the same shit the same shit that doesn't allow you to try the modalities because you're so busy thinking judging what it is you haven't tried it and i'm like i'm a trier of things you you know a bitch will try some shit you know because i'm like fuck it i'm not gonna knock it till i try it but i i too have had times where i'm like this is ridiculous you guys remember that time we went to the the conference and the, the white women were like jumping up and down and making weird noises and we were like where the fuck are we at? And then, like, two years later, we're, we're like, doing the same thing. We're, we totally, we judge them. We're like, this is strange. But you know, I think, too, why it was strange? Because we don't, we didn't see one person in that room that looked like us. I think if that was a room full of, like, brown and black people mixed with some other races, we would have been like, this is interesting. We probably still would have judged, but maybe been more open to it. Mm. I think oftentimes it's really hard to accept or be open yourself up to spaces where you don't, you physically don't see yourself in them. It feels foreign it feels unnerving it feels like you're not invited so i think when you don't have those kind of spaces like that's what happens and that's why i'm so grateful that we have the space that we have and i'm so glad that we have our retreat because obviously the retreat is for all women all races all ages however i find that a lot of the women that come are women of color and i'm so happy that they come because they're able to see themselves in these spaces doing different shit, shit that they would never try in their town, especially like in certain towns where they are they're I mean, generally, we're mostly the minority and everywhere we go, but they're really the minority in the yoga studio, in the meditation lounge, in whatever space that they're trying to go to to do the healing. And unfortunately, it gets in the way sometimes, even though it shouldn't. And even though like I always want to I want to encourage you right now, if you're listening, still go. 
Go and do that shit. You made a, you'll make a friend there. You yeah. will. There's someone there waiting to be your friend. Probably all of them. But a lot of times we don't feel like we have, we're invited and we have a, a seat at that table because we don't see ourselves there. Yeah, or that it's relatable or that they're going to understand where I'm coming from because maybe I'm experiencing, you know, a, a different struggle or a different obstacle than you. It's true. And, you know, manifesting, like, I just feel like at its core, like... It doesn't have to be that complicated. And I think people have made, I mean, there's different ways to manifest and everyone has their own things that they do. But at the core, it's really just the start. The start is a positive self-talk, B, believing in yourself and C, action. Like there's things in between there. And and actually me and Mila have created a document, not a document. We can't call it a document. A PDF. I we can't call it a PDF. <laughs> a downloadable PDF. No, it, it's a digital asset. I hate that word too. Well, what the fuck do you want to use? I don't know. Beautiful pamphlet. <laughs> pamphlet. Don't, no one uses pamphlet anymore. <laughs> this is not a hotel. If you check the pamphlets at the front desk, visual experience <laughs> in which we know we talk about these. Like we've created a handbook. These actual tools and steps that can help you at least just start the process. Of of manifesting and believing in yourself and like creating real, uh, just real things and writing things down where you're like, okay, this is what I want to invite in because a lot of times we don't even know what we want. Like we have a lot of things what we want, and so we're trying to focus on all of them, and it's like we have to hone it in and like decide, okay, this is what I'm focusing on right now. So I'm just really excited for you guys to read through it and apply it to your life. And, you know, we get to share the tools that have worked for us. And, you know, if you've been following us from the beginning of Good Moms, then, you know, like you saw us in my dining room. We were in my dining room recording, recording the show. We are now in our studio in the Hollywood Hills recording our show. So this is literally the power of manifestation and you know obviously me and Mila together have manifested a lot but you don't necessarily you don't need a Mila or an Erica to do your own manifesting own work however I am really excited to do a lot of manifesting in the jungle with a group of women because there is power in numbers and um just like bringing that element being able to bring that element live to people is super special like being able to like do it in groups and really like hone all of our energy hone all of our divine feminine energy as one to really put intention behind each woman's dreams like it's just that's excites me when we do that absolutely like the collective is powerful and like you know it's one thing to put your own energy all the time and that's powerful we're all like superhuman um you know we have superpower powers but like when you collectively have a like a, a community of people where you trust and you can collectively harness that power, it is super powerful. We also manifested a studio in which we can smoke weed in. How, that was that's like that's how I know we manifested this shit because this is very rare. This is you don't just go into studio places where you can just be smoking in, in the office place. You know they told we told <laughs> everyone that guy approved us was going to give us the keys and then told us he checked our stuff and that we smoke weed and that we curse and that he's not going to be able to give us the space. That was like 8 months ago and fuck that guy. Yeah, and we were patient and we wrote it down and we and we literally wrote down like office that we can smoke in. <laughs> <laughs> like that was super important 
And here we are. Here we are. Smoking the weeds. So if you're interested in um, just, you know, getting started and manifesting, click the link in this episode description or go to our website at goodmomsbadchoices.com and check it out. Let us know. Give us your feedback. And we're going to continue to make, you know, continue to create how-tos on things that we like, you know, like the tools that we've learned because people ask us all the time. And like, it's one thing to listen to an episode, um, but I know even me, like I'm, I've been diving into audibles lately and sometimes I'm like, sometimes I'm like, damn it. Now I know why it's better to read books sometimes because then I can like highlight and write down. Like when I'm listening, it's hard for me to capture, yeah. capture things. Highlight it. So we've highlighted it for you. It's true. I mean, and I, even to just like business partnerships, you know, like obviously like uh, physical things like houses and not that any of us are living in a mansion right now, but Love. soon. Um, and like cars and like businesses and like book deals. Those are things too. But even like love and, um, your hopes of like where your mental health will be and your spiritual practice will be. Those are all things that are like manifestable too. And even if you don't, I I feel like even if you don't see it or you don't know how it's going to get there, like even in my relationship, I I had probably was like, no one's going to want to fuck with me. Like I've talked way too much on the internet my titties are always out like I just had probably like let it go but but in my mind I was like there's gotta be someone <laughs> there's gotta be someone with the shits I was like see it online I'm like look at Pamela Anderson and, and Tommy Lee that, from 20 years ago she figured it out <laughs> Billy they didn't last but fuck it someone is gonna meet me as rock star as I am and I was adamant about that shit and even when my I had so many friends like girl you need to calm down. Oh, so you're not going to find anyone. You need to be less honest. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> Physically, I can't do it. And and, and it's true. Like, even without, see, like, ne- necessarily knowing how it was going to come, it will come as long as you're secure in what you want and who you are and that you're going to get there. And it doesn't matter, like, what it is that you're manifesting because, like, a bitch didn't know I was going to be fucking podcasting, you know, five years ago to this extent for five years. And it didn't matter because I was like, I will if I want to. And mm-hmm. here we are. You know, it's just like the the consistency of knowing, just expecting your blessings. Mm-hmm. You know, like I expect this to happen. And so I'm going to put in the work and it's going to come. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to work on myself. Doesn't mean I'm going to necessarily try and change myself or water down for a nigga because that's impossible. But I'm going to work on myself. So when whoever comes, they're going to recognize the good that I have to offer. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes so often we're so busy telling ourselves, like, realistically, no one's going to want to date a bitch with their titties out. Realistically, no one, you know, realistically, two moms can't talk about spoken pot on a podcast and become successful. That's not realistic. I never, I mean, honestly, like, I never thought that when that became apparent to me that that was a thing that people thought about, like, us and me and you, I was like... Oh, well, okay. Well, this is the life. This is not what I, I didn't, this is not something I anticipated. <laughs> what, having a show about like two moms smoking weed? Well, that and then people saying like, now you're unlovable. Now you're not worthy. Like, I had other reasons why I thought I wasn't worthy. It wasn't, <laughs> wasn't that, this. though. <laughs> this is actually my main thing. <laughs> Are you sure this is the best thing about me right now? <laughs> but that's really, and then I had to remember like, this is the happiest I've ever been. This is the most purposeful I've ever felt. Like, fuck what you said. Fuck what you think. Okay, well, there was a morning that happened. Like, I, there was. Like, I was sad about it for a while. But then, like, I feel very much empowered in knowing that, like, the person that is for me will show up and be 
perfect for me. You know what I mean? And like it, it's and like even the, didn't your when mom you show up as yourself and your most authentic self, you can't lose. You can't. You can't lose, lose in love. You can't lose in whatever that you're passionate about. You can't lose in like there's just a level of I feel like karmic blessing you get just from showing well, up well, as yourself. Well, you have to think about it. Like we're all like. Uh, like divine creatures we're all created like exactly how we're supposed to be fucking pandas panda kangaroos kangaroo in australia like we're all of a certain like we're all like spiritual beings that were planted here specifically with purpose and if we veer outside of exactly who we are if i'm a fucking kangaroo in china bitch it's not gonna work (laughs) my food is not there my alignment is not there if i'm a kangaroo acting like i'm a fucking polar bear bitch i'm gonna die but it's just about like honing in on exactly who you are without all of the noise of social standards, your mama, your daddy, your cousin, your auntie, your teacher. It's just like we forget that we're divine beings. God, spirit has placed us here and our only job is to show up as ourselves. For sure. But the world tells you like that's not good enough and then you start telling yourself that's not good enough or it's too much or it's too this or it's too weird. But bitch, you're supposed to be weird. Look at Weird Al. Do you think he would have been Weird Al without being weird? You know what I'm saying? Not Weird Al. I don't know. It's the best I could come up. You know you know my scenario. That's, that's that white side. <laughs> it's not my best, but you know what I'm saying. I'm kidding. But um, that... But that's the thing, like our divine purpose is in being exactly who we are. And the things that are meant for us cannot find us if we're not comfortable in being exactly who we are. No. Even if it's smoking pot moms. Mm-hmm. There were more than that. But you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I, I totally agree. I also think that um, we are also, we are also, I guess what I'm I guess what I'm trying to say is like we are still extensions of our ancestors and the people we're influenced by the people that we are from. But we have to, I guess in this lifetime, being yourself, you kind of find discernment in the pieces that you want to take from those people. Like I am not like my mother. I have pieces of her because I am of her, but I have my own spiritual divine reasoning for being here and having like I guess autonomy over my my spirit in ways. And so I think that you take what you you need from the people that you come from, but hopefully, like, you're able to, like, have the discernment. And that's the hardest part is knowing what is of you and what is of other people. I'm still figuring that out. You know, like, it's that's enlightenment, I guess, because, I mean, I'm not there yet. And, <laughs> and even parts of you that are in spite of people. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm this way in spite because, like, I hated that my mom was this way. So I've done like the complete, like the complete opposite. Because sometimes there's that too. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like sometimes, like, <coughs> it's about taking things from people, but also kind of like we are living in a in a generation that's so different than the like our, where our parents were able to like completely be themselves, especially as women. But I I think sometimes we are actually breaking generational curses in a major way because we are, we could be more clear about who we are without just like the, I just feel like in general, as time evolves, there's a lot of fucked up shit that happens too, like eating plastic. But we, 
we do have the freedom to show up more as ourselves. You know, obviously, look, look at the like evolution of women. Like, like my whole thigh is out. That mm. probably couldn't have happened in a certain time. I don't know what era, but you know, I feel like it started there naked, and then it went well, conservative, right. and then it went back. So you know, it's true. It's true. But <laughs> but it's we're all influenced by this outside world, and it's important that you know you just like be who the fuck you are. Yeah. Because didn't your mom tell you it's not likely that, like, your job is not... What did she say about this job is not likely going to find you a husband? <laughs> she said, yeah, it's going to be much harder for me to find someone. I don't know. Essentially, like, I don't know. I felt like she was trying to say, like, a sustainable man. Like, one that's, like... Serious? Serious. But then didn't you tell a guy you're dating and he was like, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's I thought- what I'm saying. Like, there's been a level of, like... Okay, like mourning that I've had to say like, wow, okay, someone that I love thinks that of me or of what I do that brings me happiness and joy, and and then and then and then be able to make it not hurt your feelings, mm-hmm. and then be like that doesn't hurt my feelings at all, or make you self doubt, question yourself, like, yourself, yeah, like, like should right? I like, is this too much? Am I doing the most? Can I shut the fuck up? Um, could I spin this? Could I like <coughs> withhold more? Could I be stressed out about this shit? Could I, you know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah, if anything, I just try to listen to my body. If it makes my body feel uncomfortable, then it's probably not for me. And whenever, when I felt that I was like, oh damn, like this is, yeah, no, this is not of me. This is of you. <laughs> it'd, be your, it'd be your own people. This is of you. Um, so, and I feel secure in that, so. And you have to, and then that's a part of the growing process. If you're not willing to, like, say, hey, is this me or is this someone else? And deep sit on it, you know, deeply and, like, decide. That's important. Most people just is immediately, if someone doesn't like it, they're like, oh, no, this is the wrong decision. And me and Erica would have been nowhere if we would have listened to everybody's fucking opinion. We would have never, I don't know where the fuck I'd be. <laughs> but, like. <clears throat> Stressed out, worried about people's opinion? E- even now that I'm in a relationship, like a serious relationship, and I, my person knows me, like, you know, like, there's no, there's no fucking surprises. There's not going to be, like, someone. Cause I, used to th- I used to date people. I'd be like, this would be the test. Like, so if you're out in public and someone randomly comes up to you and just discloses some random information about me, how are you going to feel? <laughs> If it's sexual, you know what I mean? Because that can happen. But like, I know it's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. Actually, like, someone could possibly. Not just you. I just mean in general. And that's a question that most people don't really ask the person. And it's a defining question because sex really matters to people. And and then imagine then amplifying that to like millions of people. Yeah. You know, like, that's a hard pill to swallow. But it's actually now, like, on this part of my journey, because. I do have a partner that I know is going to be in my life forever. <clears throat> I do I do feel like I'm embarking on this different chapter of my life because now I like not that I needed a relationship to do this because I was always I was already like obviously actively trying to grow and evolve and get out of like bad habits and like learn my trauma so that I could better at it, but it's also given me like I realize now like this year there's going to be a different level of work that I have to unlock because it's not about like fighting the world about who I am mm-hmm. or f- a partner or like convincing people that I'm worthy. Cause I like, I know my people who love me, mm-hmm. but now like really digging deep into like the parts of myself that do I love or don't love. And like, just reflecting deeply on the things like it's just a different level of I'm like damn it's a different like validating yourself it's like that kind of love and and then when someone else loves you truly it's like 
it makes it reflects how you love yourself and if i've actually been doing the work or how i've been avoiding it or have i been meditating and breathing and why or why not you mm-hmm. know so it's just like i think i'm about to embark on this different level of like self-reflection that is scary but i'm also like really excited about so i'm just i'm excited for you thanks i'm excited for us i feel the same way i feel like it's that new January energy. Maybe it's just because, like, we're going at, we're about to leave, too. And I'm, like, I'm about to be in nature. And I feel like I'm really tapping into, like, I feel like this year I'm really stepping into that space of, like, wanting to be in that element more. And, like, just prioritizing, like, just even just taking, like, really t- being in nature. Like, taking my shoes off, even if it's in my backyard, like, actually doing that. And realizing that, like, I can really retreat here if I want to. And because I think escapism is something that I think I struggle with. Like, I'm like, let me just get out of here real quick. Oh, I'm the queen of it. (laughs) Or just let me just go missing for two days. Escapism. But I need that, too. I think that that's important also. But what am I doing with my time during that time? And, yeah, I'm just... Well, just like um, being clear about um, what makes you feel good and honoring that. I prefer to be in the jungle. (laughs) Half naked, you know, like that's my preference. Mm -hmm. Um, But like and then saying, how can I make my life more aligned with being in the jungle? You know, and like last year we spent like three months out of the country, which I think, wow, that's so dope that Mm -hmm. that's like our life. And that's like, we can bring our kids and it's, we're still working and, and and facilitating, facilitating healing for other people. And like, that is ideal for me, you know? And I I do, I think we're, this is, this is our second retreat in fact, like we've been doing this for one year now. We've been retreat leaders for one year. Wow. And we've taken like a hundred women to healing and to the jungle and to themselves. And we're continuing to embark on that journey. Mm -hmm. And I think we're like more confident in it. We're more confident in ourselves in this space. Mm -hmm. And it's so exciting. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm, I'm really grateful. And I'm also just, I don't know. I just feel like, actively trying to find the joy in everything is the goal for me right now. Mm. And I'm really dedicated to that. And I realize there are certain elements that I'm learning in school that just, it's just true. Like breathing, moving, like being still sex, like all these things really make pleasure. (laughs) Pleasure food is a way of life. Guess what? Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> and, and that's even in alignment. You know, like we're in school and we're learning about like Tibetan Tantra. But then we're talking to, you know, and studying Queen Afua, the sacred woman, and then like this ancient African studies. And it's like, oh, it's all the same. It's all the same. It's the elements. It's the breathing. It's the moving of your body. It's the, it's the, the quietness. It's, it's literally the most basic shit. Breathe, move, <laughs> drink, eat, be quiet. <laughs> Like oh, oh, duh! Like that is the medicine, and it's not. It's in every like ancient healing remedy and method, and it's so simple, and yet it's so hard. Yeah, and that's not. I noticed that, like with our tantra, like taking time to do that. I was like, this is crazy how much I'm avoiding it. Yeah, I'm like, why am I avoiding it? Why am I avoiding sitting and breathing for twenty minutes? Why? I will do anything and everything, but if I can sit and breathe. <laughs> I'd rather stress. No, I got I to gotta, I gotta I stress. stress. Sorry, I got to stress. Super important. Sorry, I got to stress. No, but literally, that's what I choose. That's literally the choice that you're making. Yeah. 
Sorry, and I'd rather stress. <laughs> I'm I'm stressed, so I can't stop that to do that. No way. God, don't want to do stress. Who wants to do that? <laughs> it's true. It's true. So, oh my God, don't choose stress. It's like don't choose violence. It's violence is to yourself. Better next shirt. Don't choose <laughs> stress for real. You heard it here first. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, do we have a hoary? We do, but first we have a, a tarot card that you picked. Oh yes. Okay. So you guys, today I picked the high priestess. 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 <laughs> Bitch is hot. <laughs> okay, and I am the high priestess. <laughs> Literally, I am the high priestess. Light that back up, actually. Okay. Intuition, sacred knowledge, divine feminine, the subconscious mind. Mm. Yep. Wow. Say that again. <laughs> you want to say? You want to hear that again? Um, intuition, sacred knowledge, divine feminine, the subconscious mind. You know, but before I start telling this, I was just thinking about like how Queen Afua talks about just remembering. It's mm-hmm. like a lot of these practices are just remembering, and it's true. It's not. It's like it's in our sacred knowledge. Like especially as women, as goddesses that like create all things. The healing is like in our on a we know on a cellular, cellular level, level. Yeah. and like it, we do ourselves such a disservice when we like totally ignore ourselves. Mm. Anyway, um, while the magician is the guardian of the conscious mind and the tangible world, the high priestess is the guardian of the subconscious mind and the teacher of sacred knowledge and hidden mysteries. Sitting at the threshold of the conscious and subconscious mind. The high priestess has an innate ability to travel between these realms effortlessly. She teaches you that the world is not always as it seems, and more profound influences are often at play. She ushers you through the, through the thin veil of awareness, offering you a deep, intuitive understanding of the universe and a heightened awareness of secret or hidden information. The high priestess signifies spiritual enlightenment, inner illumination, divine knowledge and wisdom, she shows up in your tarot readings when the veil between you and the under, <clears throat> underworld is thin and you have the opportunity to access the knowledge deep within your soul. Now is the time to be still so you can tune into your intuition. The answers are seeking the answers you are seeking will come from within, from your deepest truth and knowing. Allow the high priestess to become your guide as you venture deep into your subconscious mind and access this inner wisdom. Connect with your intuition and your higher self. Through meditation, visualizations, schematic journeying, and being part of spiritual communities. Wow. <clears throat> heavy. heavy. I've been like, intuition has been a theme since the beginning of the year for me. Like, not doubting it. I've gotten multiple messages about intuition and um, pulling that really, really like... Mm. It's just a confirmation that I'm <coughs> definitely focusing on the right thing right now in my life. And that's honing that shit like a razor. Like, that's really my goal <coughs> is to be able to really. And that comes with knowing thyself. That comes with, like, Queen of Fua's teachings of, of <coughs> you know, the sacred woman and her intuition. Like, the knower, the healer of all things. So I'm really, um, I'm dedicated to, to that. Well, that's our that's our femininity is our intuition. Like, mm-hmm. we're fucking super women, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, our intuition is our superpower, and 
we forget to be in tune with it, but that is often going to save us time and time and time again. Yeah. So. Yeah. <clears throat> <sighs> Thank you, Mahogany Tarot, for that <clears throat> reminder. You ready for the hurry? Oh my god! Ready to get raunchy? Oh wow! You ready to get raunchy? We're going to go deep, but now we're going to get wow! Now we're going to get dirty. Bring the sex. <laughs> Q Dirty by Christina Aguilera. I'm gonna have to bump that after. Her hips in that video. Wow. <laughs> they were like sticking out the sides. Yes. That's all I see are hips. Why is that the only visual I have? Blonde hair and hip bones. It's at the black ends. It was Oh god. It yeah. was really edgy. I love that shit. I was like, oh yeah, I like this Christina. <laughs> she's fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. She's wow. Um. Hmm. So we also found this Hori in our Discord, guys. This wait, this, fuck, did I do this right? This episode's content is sponsored by Discord. Everyone in our Discord <laughs> knows this story. This is like a famous person in Discord. Um, I'm not gonna say his name because it's anonymous. Because <laughs> so if you want to, if you want to push your business in Discord, don't worry. I'm I'm not gonna tell. <laughs> it's anonymous. It's anonymous, um, unless you're in Discord. Everyone knows the Hori is a free range. Right. It's there for this purpose. Okay, I'm going to tell you guys about this. This is from a male. This is from our active males in Discord. And I love to see the fellows in Discord because there's men over there, too. We have some private channels just for women. But, you know, bitches love a little testosterone and we bitches. <laughs> and it's nice to have a, some male perspective in there, too. Mm-hmm. So if you're a guy and you're listening and you're like, is a Discord for me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is. As long as you're a weirdo. Yep. Don't be a weirdo. And if you like love and praise women and free women, it's the place for you. Mm-hmm. And if you're mature. Mm-hmm. Okay. And with the shits. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, I'll tell you a funny story how I got into loving to be dominated by a woman. So back in Germany, I met this German female female at the barber shop. Mm-hmm. Nice tits, of course. So I holler at her. Nice tits, of That's course. Duh. Duh, so I holler. <laughs> At her, and we hang out after she gets off that Friday. We go out, come back home, and of course have sex a few times after showering. Duh. Next morning, she has to go to work and leaves me there at her place. I came prepared and had my DVD book of movies and TV shows. <laughs> you know this was a while ago. <laughs> he was. He said, I'm chilling. <laughs> Um, so I'm watching in my PD blue on my portable DVD player and I accidentally knock it off the bed. DVD falls out and rolls under the bed. I reach under to grab my DVD and bought and a box of sex toys skids out into the view. So nosy me. I start investigating because last night she kept trying to play with my ass and I got mad and told her to chill. You got to chill, boo. I don't know how you say that in German. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Knit. <laughs> I feel like it's more direct. <laughs> anyway, now I got admit, now I got so many fucking questions. Like this motherfucker is a freak. She had anal trading beads, prostate massage, you name it. Wow, he discovered all this just leaning over the bed. <laughs> <laughs> it mistakenly fell under, so he had he had to investigate. Oh wow, okay. Um, hold on. Damn, did I do this in order? (laughs) This motherfucker could have had an ass thrashing marathon and never had to use the same toy twice. Wow. (laughs) 
So anyways, I'm trying to figure out how to tell her I'm on to her shit and she ain't going to get me. So later, she, she, I'm trying to tell her, how am I going to tell her I found all her shit and she ain't going to get me? So later she comes home and I'm ready, right? I'm just trying to wait for the right time to tell her. But of course, things don't happen as planned because as soon as she gets in, we start going at it like cats and dogs. She's been waiting all day for that dick. While we're fucking, she's gripping my ass cheeks like she's trying to stick a finger in there. And I got my shit. I got my shit. My cheeks liked, locked like Fort Knox. <laughs> we finished fucking, and she's like, Why don't you let me play with your ass? I'm like, Nah, motherfucker, chill. Well, um, she, uh, she, now she's obviously, wait, wait, sorry. She persists, and finally I blow up. And I'm like, damn, leave my ass alone. I ain't, on no, that, I ain't on that gay shit. So now, obviously, I was a bit extra, but she got the point. She had to get extra. I apologized, and I left. So, of course, I got to tell my boy, Kobe. I don't know if I was supposed to say his boy's name. <laughs> Whatever. So I'm talking to Kay, and I'm telling him, bro, this chick last night was trying to lick my ass and sticking a finger in it. But I told her I wasn't with it. He said, what? Don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> okay, Kay. So I was confused at this reply, of course, because most men ain't open to anal play. Oh. So after he signed no, off on right? it. Is that right? That's a lie. Is that right? So after he signed off on it, I was trying to figure out how to tell her it's okay if she want to lick or play with it because my boy signed off on it. Not my boy. <laughs> this is how, this is niggas. If you are a nigga and you ain't like Not his boy signed, signed off. So it's not gay, huh? So it's not gay. Ch- okay. 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 Well, now... At least that I, got changes one, everything. I got one alibi. That changes everything. I got one alibi. Kobe said. <laughs> well, Kobe said so. <laughs> you guys, it's not gay. Um, so fast forward. <clears throat> so fast forward to mine and her next encounter. We're making out and my slow self is like, you want to do that thing? It's, it's cool now. <laughs> you want to do that thing to me? It's cool now. <laughs> I can't stand you. <laughs> trying, trying to sound like I ain't gay while I say it. Oh, you want you want to do that thing? Is you, you, you don't oh, cool yeah, with you it now? Do that thing now. <laughs> All right, yeah, it's cool. How do you not sound gay? <laughs> what the fuck, niggas. Okay, so anyways, she's like, assume the position, and my pride is a little touch, but oh, I try it anyways. Shit, she knows she, what she wants. She sure do. Okay, shit started to tingle, and I was too scared to it to enjoy it, so I stopped her, and I started to sound like I was going through puberty. <laughs> that anal play will have you hitting all those high notes. <laughs> Anyways, oh. I left right. Anyways, I left right after because I was a little ashamed. <laughs> but I was curious by then. But I was curious by then and tried the toys next time because it was something about my asshole being wet. I just couldn't get used to. I feel you. So next time she tried the training anal beads, and those things started hitting the G spot. And I had to stop her because I was honestly afraid. Because if they're doing it right, it feels like you have to shit. And the last thing I wanted or needed was a blank shit on himself story. <laughs> I was scared because I didn't know if I could trust her with it, with if we ever got into it, not to hang that shit over my head. Like, you wasn't saying that oh, shit last night baby. when he's, I was playing uh, with your ass. Oh, my God, poor baby. He's so tormented. I know, but I'm, I'm happy he wrote this story because these are literally the things that niggas feel this know, way. And it's like, it's not real. But anyways, a few more encounters with her. I developed a trust with her, and it got to the point when I walked when I walked in, I just assumed the sub position on my knees, ready. So this time she used a prostate massager, and I came over it, 
came over and over without my dick being stroked. So from then on, I was game. <laughs> Shit was so intense, and it was such an adrenaline rush because I was always in control in my everyday life. I never knew how to give up control and be totally vulnerable to a woman. So the last, so the last time of my training, she invites me in, and she blindfolds me, and then she bonds my hands and feet so I can't move. She starts foreplay, and by the time I'm pre-coming so much, the beds almost become a slip and slide. She starts out with the anal beads, then proceeds with the prostate mas- massager, and next thing I know, I feel something with a bit more girth. All I know is she fucked me with a strap on. I swear <laughs> to you, I came so much back to back to back, I cried like a baby. <laughs> oh my God. She fucked me up. I left that night and was scared to ever go back. <laughs> but ever since then, I've been hooked. And I tried regular relationships, but I, li- I like the out of the ordinary relationships. So for me to ever settle down... I think I'm going to have to marry a dom. <laughs> she doesn't have to be a total dominatrix, but she has to be able to handle just my just sub a side. Baby dom. baby dom. It's one of my top love languages. The end. The end. Wow. I yeah. thought it was beautiful. beautiful and he said story. he's dominant 75 to 80% of the time sexually, but that 25 to 20%, he want what he want. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad at that. I feel that. And you can have a that. A man who knows thyself. You know? And ain't afraid to ask for what he wants. Yeah. Yeah, and that that was like he's living a pleasurable life. That would make the world a better place if we could just all figure out our pleasures, relay it to a friend, own, own them, own them, dance blissfully in them, date based on them, just invite more of the pleasures, hang the around people that group. are like that too. You I know? mean, I don't know if all your friends have to do the same thing, but like, luckily for him. What's his friend's name? Okay, the other guy. Yeah. yeah, he he was like, oh, he, at least he wasn't lying. Like most of these niggas be lying. Okay, yeah. Okay. He's like, don't knock it till you try it. Mm-mm. And look, and he gave him permission. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy how we need permission to try shit. Humans do. Humans do. Women do. Men do. Obviously, I think men probably even more. For sure. For sure Especially you know? from another man, because and even then, sometimes it's not enough. Because it's like men kind of validate each other's masculinity. For sure. Well, yeah, yeah, because it's that alpha mentality. Well, this was a good episode. I really thank you, the Discord tribe, because there's so much more of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much more of that. You, there's some rich content over there. There's rich stories. There's really interesting stories, interesting people. It's like so cool to see all the facets of people all over the world just in one space and how they interact with one another. And it's such a safe space and it's a cool space. And I know. I think some love affairs are happening in there. I see friendships. I see meetups. It's just like, you know what it is? It's a tribe of free thinkers. <laughs> it's Jamila's first cult. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> uh, not everyone's going to understand our sense of humor. We're just kidding. It's our first cult. <laughs> That's the first step. Come to the Discord and think free. Talk about sex. Oh, my God. Uh, thank you again for sharing space with me. Thank I love you. you. I love you, too. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. Oh, we're supposed to have new segments this year. What is it? You didn't look at my notes. Oh fuck! Hi, I probably did. Um, What was one of them? Should we do a poll in Discord? Oh yeah, we should. It was yeah. I had a couple options. Oh my god, yeah. Let me know. It was like mom shit. Mom shit. It was high thoughts. I don't know. I feel like this whole episode was high thoughts. It is. At some point, it became high thoughts. <clears throat> okay, well now it's over. We gotta go. Um, but right, we love um, you. We love you. Make sure you rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, or wait—I don't know if you can't do Spotify, but you know the places you can do it. Please do it and um, check out. It's not too late to join the retreat. 
If you're a last minute type of bitch, jump on, jump on the retreat, come through, come to Costa Rica. We're going February 2nd and February 11th and it's a motherfucking vibe. It will change your motherfucking life. Come reset, recharge with a group of like-minded women, us, amongst a lot of other beautiful, amazing people. And um, I guess that's it. Bye.